Good morning. It is a beautiful sunny day to practice together and cultivate our sunny side of our beings. Living in today's world, one of the important human quality is compassion. Compassion and wisdom, in fact, in one Buddhism, are two qualities of full enlightenment. So compassion is a central quality of a Buddhist way of life. If we want to be happy, we need to cultivate this compassion and loving kindness. So number three of our essential dharmas of daily practice in one Buddhism reminds us that let us maintain compassion of Buddha nature so that we may be free from negativity at all times in all places. The Sotesan reminds us that our original state of our mind is a very positive and compassionate and free from any negativity. But negativities arise in response to sensory conditions, means that eye, ear, nose, tongue, body, and mind. When we use that in countering outer world, negativities arise. So when we use our minds and bodies in challenging situations, especially like today's world, a lot of hatred and resistance and impatience and criticism creating a lot of negativity in our lives and in our world. So hatred is the opposite of compassion. In fact, it is far more effective to cultivate compassion and positive reinforcement of a loving kindness and generosity than punishing negative and harmful behaviors. So it is very critical to cultivate, to strengthen, and to reinforce the positive quality of our Buddha nation. It is so much better to have a compassion and loving kindness than negativity and hatred in our lives and in our world. So what is compassion? Compassion is a state of mind wanting others free from suffering. So compassion is to show special kindness to those who suffer. When we feel this compassion for others, we feel kindness and thoughtfulness and gentleness toward them and wishing them to end their suffering, to reduce their suffering. So compassion is based on the love and respect for others. When we feel compassion for others, even we disagree with their beliefs or actions, we can find a positive way to respond with wisdom. We feel compassionate 
when we see our friends or relatives, especially going through hard time, and we identify their suffering and pray for them, sending kind healing energy of your meditation, and find a way to help them out. But in our world too, it's troubled by this conflict or bias or misunderstanding, and then terrorism and worse creates so much trouble and negativity in our world. So we have a great opportunity to cultivate great compassion. There are two kinds of compassion. One is self-compassion, and the other is universal compassion. In practicing compassion, we have to start compassion with ourselves, from our heart and mind. Because cultivating this uh, compassion for ourselves is a foundation for cultivating compassion for others. So self-compassion creates a caring space in us, very gentle space within us that is free of judgment or criticism to see our problems, our hurt, and our failure, thus we can soften and soothe our feelings with kindness and love and loving compassion. So self-compassion involves that being gentle and kind with yourself and understanding toward your own being, your own existence especially when we suffer or fail or hurt, rather than beating ourselves that not good enough with a self-criticism. So we have to be gentle and kind to ourselves. When we confront it with a painful situation and experience, rather than getting angry at this, so self-compassion involves a recognition that there is a suffering. Also, this suffering is a part of uh, our shared human existence. It's universal. So when we understand everyone goes through this kind of uh, uneasiness, dissatisfaction, and suffering, then we understand it's not just happening to me only. We all have this kind of universal experience of uh, suffering. When we understand this reality with compassion and kindness, then we have uh, inner strength to heal ourselves, to uncover our uh, well-being. So, Compassion begins with you. Generate your kindness and compassion toward yourself, especially the part of that need your more attention, need your more presence, and nourishing your positive qualities. And second is the universal compassion. 
we already have some degree of compassion. When we see our friends or families suffering, we can easily develop this compassion to attend their suffering and help them to ease their uh, difficult situations. And Buddhist practice asks us to extend this compassion to all beings, to all life around us. So we include strangers. So think about that someone who do not know or doing bad things or hurting uh, humanity or hurting others. So we need to expand our compassion and loving kindness to, to nourish that kind of a uh, person too. This aspect of Buddhist teaching is very challenging actually because uh, it is uh, quite natural for us to be angry towards those people who are harming us and uh, dislike them. But even with this kind of a situation, anger or hatred are poison. The Sotesan's wisdom following uh, this kind of a situation, he said that uh, who wouldn't love a good person? Right? We all love good people and good person. But to love a hateful person is the practice of what we call great loving kindness and great compassion. So this is our challenge. This is our teaching and helping us to love hateful people. Because this is our four great vows. Sentient beings are numberless. We vow to help them and save them. Sentient beings include all those people who are making troubles in our life and in our world. So we need to increase the scope of our compassion until it embraces all living beings and all forms of life. It is a result of a full enlightenment, so be patient. If you cannot practice compassion toward those people who are harming us and hurting us, then we are processing it. We are processing that the positive quality of our Buddha nature, increasing and strengthening our inner capacity to love them all. So it is like a loving mother, loving, compassionate mother who <coughs> loves all her children, regardless of their behavior well or, or not. So this universal compassion is the heart of our Mahayana Buddhist teaching. So through practice, we can deepen and strengthen compassion until we transform it into great compassion, like a Buddha's compassion. Because uh, Buddha's compassion has that potentiality to reach out because he always uh, teaching and include all sentient beings, including all those evil people. Therefore, the way we become a Buddha is to awaken this compassionate Buddha nature within all of us. 
So how can we cultivate and maintain compassion of a Buddha nature? Choose right speech for loving kindness and compassion. The right speech in Buddhism means that compassionate and caring speech. In our world, many families, uh, couples, and relationships have broken down because they are not using calm, compassionate way of communication and not listening with each other with compassion. So in our daily life, we can experience that good communication creates happiness, and bad communication creates misunderstanding and suffering. So one of the precepts in one Buddhism is that to not speak about the faults of others. It is actually very useful if you practice it in your daily life. The Prime Minister Huang He was passing by uh, the field and saw a farmer cultivating the farmland with the two cows. So he was curious and he shouted that which cow is uh, doing better? And the farmer came to him and whispered to his ear, white cow is doing better. <laughs> and he went back to the field. And this prime minister was uh, curious why he was all the way came to him and whispered that. So he asked him again with a big voice, why did you come to all the way to me to answer my question? The farmer came to him again and whispered to his ear, saying that even a cow, she doesn't want to hear she's worse than the other. <laughs> <laughs> and this uh, minister learn the good lesson from the farmer. The farmer has that kind of compassion, even working with the cows, the animals. And he learned the lesson not to speak about the faults of others. So in today's world, we get used to instant gratification. So we lost our capacity to say things calmly, peacefully, in a loving way. We cannot increase our happiness of ourselves or others if we don't speak with uh, compassion, with a loving, kind voice. When we have a suffering in us, we express it in our speech. Most often, we express our own suffering and unhappiness to others with anger, hatred, and unkind speech. So in today's communication, big problem is, is not listening well, but talking a lot. 
we have to learn deep, compassionate listening in order to heal the people who we care. Bodhisattva Guanin is famous in, in Mahayana Buddhism. It's the one who has a great capacity of listening with compassion. Guanin is the one who can listen, understand, and cries of suffering, cries of the world. So she has a deep quality of a deep listening without judging, without criticizing, condemning, evaluating, or reacting. So we want to cultivate this kind of a compassionate quality of deep listening in order to speak loving, kind, compassionate uh, way. So second is now speech is very important. But second, it's more important to make a mindful choice in action for loving kindness and compassion. So action means functioning of our sense organs, eye, ear, nose, tongue, body, and mind in whatever we do. And choice, mindful choice means that selecting and choosing what is right and letting go of what is not right. It is very common that Sotesan always reminds us that positive quality of your meditation, equanimity, meditative concentration, and wisdom are not enough. It must be bear fruit of this mindful choice in action for loving kindness and compassion. He said that if we don't practice it in real situation, it would be like a tree that has a good trunk, branches, flowers, and leaves, but that bears no fruit. So fruit of our cultivation, fruit of our practice is compassion and loving kindness. So right action in Buddhism can cultivate compassionate and love and respect for yourself and others. So we have to be very mindful to choose wholesome action and skillful conduct and responsible behaviors. Right action also includes keeping precepts. Some of precepts in one Buddhism include do not harm life, or do not be conceited, or do not be jealous, or do not be greedy, and do not harbor hatred, or do not be deluded. But when we keep these precepts, we purify our psyche, our mind, our consciousness. When these precepts are internalized, we develop a spiritual attitude of compassion and loving kindness for all beings. So in conclusion, we need a deep commitment to practice this compassion and loving kindness 
and we need to clearly understand what we want, what we try to achieve, and what to do and what not to do in our lives, and follow through uh, to change negativities. Sometimes we need real tenacity to follow through what we try to do and not to do. So Tessan summarized it as a very critical uh, two sentence. Even at the risk of your life, do what is right, no matter how much you may dislike doing it. See, in the beginning of a practice, uh, you may dislike uh, sitting or uh, meditating every day. But he said, at the risk of your life, do it. Maybe in the beginning, it's just too much uh, asking, even at the risk of your life. But if you really see the tendency of your habitual way of acting and living your life, or see the, the karma, see the uh, especially negative habits, we need this kind of tenacity of even at the risk of your life, do what is right. And next sentence, he said, do not do what is wrong, no matter how much you may want to do it. So cause of problems, cause of suffering, are all these things we do, which is not really positive or helping us in the spiritual growth. So what we do habitually, we have to be very careful that the cause of uh, suffering we have to eliminate in, in our life, in our mind. So unless we have this kind of a deep commitment and resolution, it is hard to change our karma and hard to change our habit. So that is critical to cultivate compassion toward ourselves and compassion toward the life around us in everyday life. So let us cultivate and maintain compassion of our Buddha nature so that we may be free from negativity at all times, in all places, in our lives and in our world. So let's focus on nourishing the compassion toward ourselves, toward the life around you, extending to all forms of life. Thank you.